This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm ready to get get my madness on. How about you, Kyle? I know, man. Uh, it's always great. It goes by too fast, just like just like now. But, um, yeah, it's a blast. You know, it, it was fun watching it this year, uh, especially because in my family league, you know, I've, I've never won it ever in my That's not life. surprising. You know what, Kyle? Uh, uh, Sounds about right. Oh God! How how'd you do? I win. I win my. I win my my pool every year. I win it every year, every single year. I've never lost. <laughs> well, well, who's your pool no. between? Yeah, you, Jalen, and, Me- and Megan. Yeah, yeah. My six-year-old son and my my sixty-seven turning ninety-seven-year-old dad. Um, and I didn't win. Uh, who? So who won the pool? So my dad won this year. Yeah, oh, we wow. did like a very, very small one. You know, I, I used to do the typical what what you guys all listening probably did. You know, I did like the 20, 30 person pool through high schools and colleges with buddies and online or whatever. And just lately, I just like most of us, we don't have time to like facilitate that. Right. So I just thought, hey, let's have my son fill one out. I kind of taught him the gist of it. He did it last year. And, you know, my dad, I was able to have him fill one out on a blank piece of paper <laughs> somehow and at the end of the day, going into the final four, none of us had teams left. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, <laughs> and my dad won. Uh, you know, con- uh, well, I will say this: congratulations to uh, the University of Virginia winning their yeah, first Virginia ever took it down. Uh, their first ever national championship, well deserved. Especially, what a way to bounce back after getting bounced in the first round last year. I was just gonna say, talk about making history. The only team ever. To lose to a 16 in the first round, and then they win the next year. Yeah, pr- pretty amazing. And in overtime, no less. Texas Tech put up I a know. heck of a fight. That was good, a uh, good dramatic ending. And that, that's what March, why March Madness is so fun. There's definitely there's unexpected good games and the momentum and adrenaline that the crowd goes nuts. It's a lot of fun. What, what about uh, the Virginia-Auburn game? Uh, what, now, I wanted to get your take on it because, um, you know, it came down to... Um, Guy for Virginia, I think his last name was Guy, if I remember correctly. Uh, he went, he attempted a three pointer, got fouled, and oh, then made all that. three free throws with 0.6 seconds left on the clock. I mean, talk about a way to lose. Yeah, that's that's a clutch gene, and that like that plays into the whole madness part. So you don't see that in the NBA because one, like refs don't really call that usually, and the NBA players just don't foul three pointers. But in college, you you make those mistakes. You see those kind of things happen, and as if you give someone a chance to win it on a dead ball, you know? Jeez. Right. Yeah, no, pr- pretty incredible stuff. Um, Imagine the feeling when you're sitting there shooting those three shots. Uh, one thing, no, oh, God, I'd be, oh, God, I'd be losing my marbles. I'd be sweating. The ball would slip out of my hands. Oh, you missed a shot. Oh, damn it. Um <laughs> Uh, one yeah. one thing I wanted to bring up, and this is actually one of the first times this has happened, and I think they said 
almost a decade, the one, two, and three seed in every region made it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah, that is impressive. And you would think like from a, if you're kind of a novice college ball fan or, you know, you don't see much, you, you would think that makes sense. But last few years, like competition is stiff. So that is, that ha- doesn't happen often. That's no, crazy. You're right. It doesn't. Um, pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, the only seeds uh, that weren't um, four seeds, because, you know, there were a couple brackets where it was one, two, three, and four. Virginia Tech made it in the East. FSU made it in yeah, the West. They were a four Kansas seed. Kansas lost, right, in the first round? <clears throat> Kansas. Or second round. Kansas went out in the second round, I believe. Let me. Yeah, they did. Here. Purdue, right? Maybe no, not. Um, no, you're thinking Purdue and Tennessee. The Tennessee, Tennessee got uh, beat by Purdue. Kansas got beat by Auburn in the round of 32. Uh, 89 to 75. That's a heck of a beat. Uh, but Auburn, I think for me, was the big surprise for me in this tournament. Um, they were in a bracket with Kansas, Houston, Kentucky. And the University of North Carolina, that is really an incredible company to have been able to walk through because they beat UNC, they beat Kansas, and they beat Kentucky to go to the Final yeah. Four. Yeah, that is pretty good. Um, and all those teams are like, well, most of them are you know perennial like March Madness teams. So, like those are the teams that are there. Yeah, that was the thing that I really liked about this year is that a lot of those teams that are typically there uh, weren't there in the end. Like you know, typically you have a Duke, you have a UNC, you have a Kentucky, yeah. you have yeah. uh, like you know a Villanova who has won. I yeah. mean, they got beat. They got beat pretty good by Purdue, really bad. Gonzaga's hit or miss. Usually they're yeah. right up there. Uh, so it was good to see something different in the final yeah. four, as opposed to like, oh, well, you know, Duke's back in the final four or up oh, UNC's back in the final four. Big shocker. It was good. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I agree. I don't know if you feel this way too, but I feel like when college, I don't know the players that well, right. In like January, but you kind of hear about some come February and early March. And then as a tournament gets going, you start like kind of, uh, get getting captivated by some of the players or some of the teams. And then that makes it fun to root for them when it's not, mm-hmm. like you said, it's not always the ones, you know, when Auburn or Texas tech gets going, they're not that far out. They're threes and fives, but like you, you feel like they're the underdog. So you're like, Oh, I love this guy, you know, and you're into it more. Yeah. And I, I actually do a hundred percent agree with you. You know, you get more invested as the tournament goes on. That's what it is. That's uh, what, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh man, these guys are so fun to watch. You know, I hope they do well. And then you see them going up against the number one and in the back of the, your mind, you're like, Oh, well, well, it was fun while it lasted. And then next right, thing you exactly. know, they're taking it to them and you're like, this is awesome. Right, and there, there's those swings in college ball. The NBA, they persevere. They're a little bit more, you know, steady. But in college, there's nine zero run, and then followed by the opposite, twelve zero run. You know, like it's nuts. And like you said, you get into those players. Like um, I picked Purdue to make my Final Four, and they made a good push, and they lost to Virginia by five. And they had that guy Carson Edwards. The guy had forty two of 
Purdue 75 points. So midway through that game, I'm like this Edwards fan. Like, this is awesome. You know, my son and I are watching it. Like, this is this is crazy. He was just on fire. Oh, was that the guy who just kept hitting threes over and over and over again in the Tennessee game? Yes. Yeah, that's how they beat Tennessee. Yeah, because he, he willed it. Yep. And then he went up against Virginia, that guy, Guy. Kyle Guy. Kyle and, Guy, he had yep. 20. Yeah, he had 25 for them. So it was like this back and forth battle. But in the end of it, they just they didn't have the full team, which is what happens in college a lot. There's a star, and then they don't have depth. You know, and it's it's funny. You know, I I'm looking back at the guys I had in my in my Sweet 16. Uh, the only ones that I had missing from my Sweet 16 were Purdue and Virginia Tech. I had every other Sweet 16 team picked in my main pool. It was just going forward from that where I kind of messed up a little bit. Uh, you know, I had messed te- up a little bit. Well, I <laughs> I messed up royally. Uh, I had Virginia, <laughs> I had Tennessee picked in the South. I had Kentucky in the Midwest. I had Gonzaga in the West and Duke in the East. And it ended up being Michigan State in the East, Texas Tech in the West, Virginia in the South, and Auburn in the Midwest. So yeah. I was not even close. <laughs> As if I couldn't predict that final four with all the brackets I did. Just so you guys all know, we did brackets the week of the tournament before it started and Dan and I started going back and forth and like, hey, fill out some brackets, let's make a group. So we made one of those ESPN groups and we just kind of kept popping them like Skittles, just kind of adding, adding more, adding more. And as if we couldn't get the final four out of somewhere in there. I didn't even care if it was a perfect bracket. Just give me, come on. I will say this though. Uh, in the bracket between you and me, well, in the group that you and I did, I did have one bracket with Texas Tech as a champion, and I did have one bracket as Virginia as a champion. So I did have a good run for a little while. Um, you did, yeah. right. And so you, you came back a lot. In the end, for the record, everybody, my bracket won the overall pool between us. Boo. By 80 points. Uh, well, I mean, you can't win them all. But... Um, Right, in your case, you don't win any. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. Next year, we are planning to do a more organized uh, group pool for the podcast, for Ride the Pine, for us and our listeners. That'll uh, be fun. Yeah, yeah. we got to run while everyone to join in. Yeah, so we're, we're going to, what we'll do is when I uh, when we post our episodes up on Instagram, up on Twitter, and when we post them to iTunes, we'll have our editor, Ron Swarth out. Thank you so much. Um, post the link to our our group page for March Madness, and uh, yeah, we'll make sure to have a big group this this uh, uh, next year, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, so back to the Final Four. Um, I was a really big fan of Texas Tech. I kind of re- regretted not taking them over Gonzaga because right. they were really oh, impressive. Like once the tournament started, and I saw how dominant they were they won 72 57 over north northern kentucky which everybody expected they then whooped buffalo who was said to be an underdog like potentially for like a sweet 16 they beat them by 20 they beat michigan state michigan by almost 20 and then they beat gonzaga by six and i'm like yeah no they, they look strong right i think they scored let me see 72 78 63 and 75 points in four games, that's a that's a pretty impressive run of points, if I do say so yeah. myself. 
see, and it, it just takes a little bit of like homework. Had you looked them up early March, you might have seen the firepower that they had. And it would have made sense. You wouldn't have been surprised if they were where they were, you know. But right. like before the tournament, you just see them as a number. Oh, they're they're another number three. Oh, who knows? Because you never know the quality of wins in college. It's not like the NFL or the NBA. Well, because the so, thing the thing with March Madness is everyone looks at the number ones and they're like, oh, they're they're the godsend. We're gonna you ones have can't lose, right? You know, ones can't lose. They're they're gonna be unstoppable. But then you look at these other teams. Yeah, they're two, three, and four seeds, but they're still really talented hard-nosed teams like that's what i yeah i agree like you got texas tech you got michigan you got auburn you got virginia tech you got purdue tennessee like kentucky i mean all these teams that aren't number ones these are all teams that could end up winning the whole thing looking back on it i was like i wish i had picked michigan state and texas tech I wish right, I had yeah, done or, or at least just Auburn. give them some more love, you know, because they obviously got to where they were. And what I try to do sometimes is I'll, I'll forget the seating and I'll just look at the top twenty-five rankings, like they do in college football. They do that. The, they do those rankings, and then when you see someone ranked number seven overall, you're like, wow, yeah, they are still pretty good, even though they're like a three, maybe, you know, because um, you, like you said, you you see one, you're like, oh, the one's got to be better, but like. That team that was ranked in the country number seventh overall, they might have got shafted, and that maybe they were a three seed. Right, uh, they might be still just as good. Like, like it's not like they're that much different, you know. Uh, the level of competition is very tight. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the thing that we all need to look at here is that the four teams that were in the final four—Michigan State, Texas Tech, Virginia, and Auburn—they were all young teams. They weren't all teams that had a bunch of seniors on it who are going to the NBA. Um, you know, like Auburn has had that guy who tore his ACL. I think it was like Okuye or Okike or something. I can't remember his last name. Um, who tore his ACL, I believe, in the Sweet 16 game. Uh, so they had him behind the bench. I think that was like motivation for them to get them to the Final Four. Um, but he's only a sophomore. I mean, you, you get a lot yeah, of these talented guys who aren't – Seniors like, hey, I'm out of here. See you later. I'm going to the draft. Yep. These guys are going to be back next season. These guys are going to be back for next year's March Madness. So don't be surprised if you see one of these four teams back in the Final Four next year. Yeah, those are the teams that do well, right? The ones that make a great push, either win it or just maybe even Elite Eight, Final Four, and then the next year they didn't lose anybody. Those are the ones to worry well, about. Well, and the thing is... um, as much as I am I'm loving the whole uh, new national champion thing, that's it's great that Virginia won. Um, they, it's really hard to repeat in college basketball because there's just so many different factors of like who's in your in your bracket, like you know what road do you have to potentially go through, what teams that that we haven't played during the season could we face later uh, on down the, the line. The fact that you lose players. <laughs> well, then there's that too. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, granted for Villanova, God bless them. I mean, they still made the tournament as a six seed after winning the national championship last year. They lost seven people to to either graduation or to the draft. I mean, that's yep. that, that's a pretty tough hill to climb, but to still make it as a six seed in the tournament after losing that many people is pretty impressive. Yeah, no, agreed, and that like goes to show how important it is to. 
you know, groom these players and scout and, and get these high school players to come there because these teams got to keep turning over every two years, you know? Right. Um, so that's impressive. Like, like Duke, you know, they'll lose, they'll lose Zion here and like next year they'll be starting fresh, but they'll, they'll flip and be up there, you know? And, and I will say this, you know, and you and I had talked about, you know, it's great seeing different teams up there and, and top seeds. Talk about a top seed that hasn't been where they were seeding wise this year that they were this year was Tennessee really a good surprise to see them as such a high seed when they haven't really had much of a, a solid program in the last five years. Yeah, no, agreed. They're right. They're definitely not that, that college ball team. Yeah. And, and it was also like another one uh, is usually right around six or seven every year is Purdue that being a three seed. They were really fun yep. to watch. It's funny. I always picture Purdue and Vanderbilt right around three to seven every year <laughs> at best, you know. Um, and yeah, they were strong. You know, and um, I, I really I can't wait for next year's March Madness. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Barn burner. Um, you know, a lot of these teams aren't losing that many people. You know, Duke will lose a few. UNC is going to lose a few. I believe Kentucky is going to lose a few, too, to the draft. Um but a lot of these, like I said before, these four teams that made the Final Four, not a lot of seniors on their team. So you're going to see right. a lot of the same people from this year and next year's March Madness, including the guy yeah. from Purdue. I believe he was a sophomore or junior. Yeah, Edwards. Yeah, well, what's key is like when the teams that are really good, but they have that one star, those are the ones that flop, you know. But these teams that are just pretty much good all-around teams, they're, they're going to be back because they didn't lose a big you know, a big skill. They have, they, they're they well-rounded, you know, so they can fill those gaps easier. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. And, um, I, so, hey, let's get back to our picks here. I, I got something that I keep thinking about here. So when I used to do this years ago, when I was high school, whatever, we'd sneak it in school and do the brackets. Man, I would do, I'd run a bracket and I would do a couple and I would get, you know, consistently between 23 for my bad to like, 29 in the first round right out of 32 I, I, I was pretty good right my second round probably 13 maybe 14 out of the sweet 16 right but like nowadays like it takes doing a lot of brackets to have one good one what am i losing my touch can i not randomly pick march madness teams or is the playing field like more even now is competition tougher I think it's the latter. I think the competition is much tougher because a lot of people were saying, you know, uh, when they were doing the, you know, the seating show, uh, they were talking about how some of these teams like, you know, Oregon teams like um, Cincinnati, uh, I'm looking at some other ones, teams like Murray State, teams like Buffalo, uh, they were shocked that, at how low their seating was. Right, and they were like, "Oh, don't expect uh, expect this to be like an upset." You know, Oregon was like the top team right. in Pac twelve. Exactly. How are they at twelve seed? So then, exactly, pe- people who just do the March Madness brackets just for fun are looking at it like a five versus a twelve. I'm taking the five all day because they're higher seed. But without doing right. the research, being like, "Hey, Oregon won the Pac twelve. Oops, exactly. I maybe should have done more research and thought to myself, "Hey, how about Oregon?" One right, and of course, it was a weaker conference, let's say, but like, still, they, they, they had the win, and they know how to get take care of business, you know? Like, one team I wish I had done more research on was UCF, with that guy named... But if you have a guy named Taco Fall, who's 7'3", yeah, I'm sorry, you, you, you have to that pick him. That's, 
That was nuts. And, and what's so funny is Bridget, um, for all of you who don't know this by now, Bridget is my wife. Who, uh, when she saw him for the first time, she goes, I didn't know they made people that big. <laughs> yeah. And I was right. astonished when he got like knocked down on a play and he was on his knees. He was taller than a guy yeah. who was six foot two and he was standing. Yeah, it's in those are the kind of players. Like, had I known that, I would have taken that eight seed over that nine on every one of the brackets, right? Because they won the first game easy, you know. And it, it, those 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 little things that make a big difference. But some other five versus twelve is it could be as tight as could be. But that eight seed was real strong, right? You know, it, 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 it's all about and. Uh, doing a little bit of research before like just willy-nilly making a pick like i picked murray state uh in the first round and they were a 12 seed and the reason why is because everyone was talking about how uh one of the guys on their team is going to be a top three nba draft pick uh i can't remember his name uh, but he's like a point guard small right but that can do it and yeah, I said to myself, oh, if he, if, he, if he's a top player, kind of like a Zion Williamson, yeah, they're a 12 seed, but watch them make a right. run. And exactly. sure enough, they beat Marquette 83-64 in the first round as a 12 yeah, seed. Yeah, funny. Yeah. So everyone's and like, whoa, 12 seed coming out right. of nowhere. But really, That's it's why not. teams like Memphis used to like get a hard time because Memphis never has a hard conference. And they would finish, the, you know, they would be like a two or three seed. But they wouldn't always do that great because they never had that tough competition. So that, you know, that's someone that you you think, oh, there are two or three. They're great. Oh, no, maybe they just didn't face anyone that great. Meanwhile, Murray State, a 12, you know, is, is just as good, but just didn't have the chance to prove it with right. their wins. Yeah, I think for me next year, I think I'm going to watch a lot more college basketball. I think I just watch it too late. Like I watch it like, you know, the championship games and in February, but, but that's those not... are good to do. The conference championships, huge. Yeah. That is momentum. But at the same time, though, it's not enough of a sample size. You know, I want to watch what they're oh, like no, at the beginning of the season, kind of mid-season swing, end of the season, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the championship. So I think that'll be my goal this upcoming season is to watch more of it. Like not all of it, obviously that's almost impossible. Yeah. But enough of it where yeah, you I have, have to see more, those trends, right? To see the trends, you know, were they up and down? Were they up and they stayed up the whole season? Were they down and then they made a run and won ten games in a row? I think Oregon won twelve games out of their last thirteen. Right, going into exactly, the tournament. and that that makes someone that much better. It's it's like the team that's ranked out of the top twenty five, but then over the month of like January and February, they get hot and they finish six overall, and maybe they're a two seed. But you don't think of them any different than the other two seeds. Right. But they're on fire because they they had been hot. And maybe the other two seed had just fallen off, you know? But when you look at the numbers, you don't see any momentum. You just you just see the, the rankings. Like a team that I was high on before this whole term even started was Houston. Um, they only lost three games all season long. But my thought was they're going to make it probably to at least the Sweet 16. But after that, they probably won't because as you get closer to the Final Four, the teams are going to get way better. And Houston yeah. plays in a weaker division. They play in a exactly. weaker conference. Exactly, yeah. So you can't just be like, oh, they only lost three games this year. They're amazing. Look at who they played and tell me that they're not better than UNC or Kentucky, which turned out yeah. to be the case. They lost to Kentucky by four. Granted, it was a close game. But that's a team where I was like, all right, they'll make it to a certain point, but... It's like uh, how Boise State in football every year was like, 
they were like one or two losses or undefeated for, for forever. But it was because they were playing yeah. in the Mountain West, West Conference where they didn't really have the competition that the Pac-12 does or the Big Ten or, you know, the ACC or the SEC. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah like the, if, and that's why I didn't have a lot of faith in Houston for that reason. Right. And, you know, in that case with Boise State, they went over to the Pac-12 and got started getting massacred. And then everyone's yeah, exactly. like, oh, there's Boise State. There we go. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Thanks, Kyle, for uh, coming and chatting some college basketball with me. I know this yeah, is a rarity. Thanks, Dan, for thanks for coming over. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Um, so for all you listeners out there, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you guys know the deal. Uh, make sure to tune in to our next episode where we actually discuss the beef between Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown this offseason. It is a juicy episode. You're not going to want to miss it. So for all of us here at Ride the Pine, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Later, guys. Thank you.